on this edition of the Cubs Recap Podcast, a presentation of our YouTube channel, The Recap, R-E-K-A-P, and available audio only anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Gordon Wittenmeyer from the GM Meetings. I'm David Kaplan. The Cubs hire Craig Council, a stunning move, and fire David Ross. We talk about the implications on the podcast. Welcome into the Cubs Recap Podcast here on our YouTube channel, The Recap, and available audio only anywhere you get your favorite podcast. This is an emergency podcast because we've got massive news. My partner's Gordon Wittenmeyer. He's at the GM meetings for MLB. I'm David Kaplan. Let's rock and roll and get right into this. This will be the biggest story at the GM meetings because Craig Council, who hit free agency last Wednesday, agreed to the biggest per-year salary for a manager in the history of Major League Baseball. David Ross has been fired, and in comes Craig Council for a five-year deal for $40 million. Gordon Wittenmeyer, holy shit. Wow. So does that make him what the, uh, see the second or third highest paid cub right now, or is he the highest paid cub? Uh, let's no, he's not the highest paid cub, but he's up there. He's getting 8 million, uh, 8 million a year. And it also signals to me like it did when Joe Madden came, the Cubs are open for business. They're ready no to question. settle down. No, no question. That's exactly what this is, right? It's Joe Madden all over again. You got yeah. a guy that became available who, until we got well into this season, probably weren't sure he was going to become available. Uh, you know, it certainly didn't. Yeah, we certainly didn't know for sure. And uh, and the indications as the season uh, wound down were that for sure he was going to be a free agent. But we thought he was going to go to the Mets, where his old GM went. So uh, once that ha- in fact, the Mets made their hire announcement today. And once that happened, dominoes started falling fast. And that's when we got this news. And it's very much the only difference between this one and the Madden move in its in its uh, sort of impact in the moment and all that is that it happened so fast because Madden became a free agent. And then what? It was weeks before the, the Cubs announced it and, and brought him in to the Cubby, the Cubby Bear for the, the uh, press conference. And by then, the, you know, the rumors had been flying for weeks and we knew it was coming. This was all of a sudden. This was a lightning strike. And I'm, I'm with you. The total package is the, the highest for a manager ever. This is part of what Council was supposedly going to be doing by becoming a free agent and putting himself out there this year. is kind of raising the bar again for managers after years of sort of salary suppression at that uh, spot. And, and, he, and he did it. Eight a year plus the total package. Uh, and and now, Jed got to give him a few more bullets in that chamber for this year, uh, and I and I think that's I mean that's what's coming next. They got to get one of these starting pitchers out there on the free agent market, and they got to get some bats. Yeah, they and I, from what I'm being told, look, they're never going to be George Steinbrenner and just will buy every single guy out there. That's just not how they operate. But what I'm being told is, Jed feels like. They've got the organization to a point, and Tom concurs. It's time to put the pedal down. Let's shift into overdrive. They're going to spend, and the the news that we'll get to in a moment 
that Marcus Stroman opted out, right. they're throwing a freaking party over there. They are no, like, what? No question. And, I, and I've already heard those that buzz here just in the first day at the GM meetings. I mean, this, the, the, the Rossi move, you know, sent people flurrying, uh, you know, uh, scurrying all over the place, um, um, tracking stuff down, writing stories, and then, and then just uh, the, peop- the people in the industry buzzing over this. But also the Marcus Roman thing, that's exactly what the Cubs hoped for. It was the best case scenario for the Cubs and probably for Stroman because it's going to be a seller's market for starting pitchers. But what it does is his $25 million or whatever plus uh, pretty close to that for Jason Hayward's uh, final year falling off the books. That's almost $50 million that, that they, in addition to whatever else they were going to increase the budget by and, and, and push and push in on 2024 with the way Justin Steele finished and the way that middle infield looked two gold gloves uh, last night. And Ian Happ got another one. They brought Jan Gomes back to handle that pitching staff. You get another starting pitcher, you get another bat. And you get some bullpen help, and that team should be the favorite in that division. It's a lot that team, if they do the right things, and I think they will this offseason, and they add starting pitching, bullpen help, they get another really solid bat, and they address third base. They've been linked to Matt Chapman already. If they do those things, they can win the World Series, Gordon. You know, the fact that... <laughs> The fact that the team that snuck into the playoffs by one game over them, the Arizona's Diamondbacks, wound up in the World Series tells you that much, doesn't it? If they get in, and certainly if they get in with a first-round bye because they've won the division with a good record, then I'm with you on that, Cap. Now, there's a lot that has to happen between now and then because one thing that's going on at these GM meetings and later at the winter meetings in a month is that I, I was doing kind of the math on this. Like there's more teams now. There might be as many as 29 teams trying to win next year. Now that it gets defined a little different market to market, but all the big market teams, especially the ones that were spending money and missed the playoffs this year, they're extra motivated. The the big market teams that made the playoffs and fell a little short, they're motivated. And then there's all these teams, the, the reds, um, the pirates, even, and you're just talking about two teams in the, in the Cubs division. Those are teams that expect to win more games next year, and they're going to try to fill gaps rather than just fill roster holes. So that means that and, – and, and when I look at that and I say, when was the last time that many teams were trying to win? Even if it's anything close to that, it's probably the late 90s, right before the second expansion, 97-ish, 98, well, before 98. 25 years ago, man, was probably the last time this many teams was trying to win next year. and. Most of those are looking for starting pitching, and there's not that many great ones out there in this market. So you're going to see trades, I think, this year. You're going to see more trades than normal this year. And I think you're going to see some salaries get pushed higher than we think for some of these free agents because so many teams are going to be in on them. Gordon, all the people out there that criticized the Ricketts, Tom Ricketts and his family. You mean like me? Yeah, because – let me just lay this case out to you. They took over a horrifically bad infrastructure. They won the World Series. Whenever Why are said, you apologizing no for billionaires? Pardon me? Why are you apologizing for billionaires? They I'm not apologizing. And, I'm laying out the freaking facts. The they, they facts got, are that they took over a pathetically run organization. He went out and said, 
I'll get him. And he went and got Theo. Theo won the World Series. And then they went to three straight NLCS. I'm not defending every move Tom made because I thought the pan the uh the biblical losses comment was stupid and he never should have made it. I think if he could do it again, he would never say it. But when they traded those dudes all away, it was the right decision. Not the popular one, the right decision. And here we are, what, two and a half years later, and all of a sudden, whoa, they're thinking World Series, and it's legitimate. So I would think there are people close to him that are going, take that. They can say that all they want. The fact of the matter is, Cap, that in, in a, lo a lot of the examples you're using, a lot of things you're saying are cases of two things can be right at once. I don't take back anything I've, I've criticized them on. They made a business decision when they bought that team. It was a sound business decision at the time. You could argue that they bought low. And, and it turns out that they did. Now, whether they knew exactly how low they were buying in, who knows? But they knew they were buying a team that sold 3 million tickets a year and that had a huge media market. They also had their eye on media rights that were, and they kind of miscalculated a little bit on that as they went they in. Did. But, but it was a business decision. They made a business decision to make money. They didn't, it, this isn't about we're so much better than anybody else at running things. They did that and then they made changes in the front office and they hired the safest, best pick they could out there, Theo Epstein. All credit to Theo Epstein. He got the job done. He fucking mm -hmm. got the job done. And, and you give him all the credit in the world. You give Ricketts credit for hiring him. But that doesn't mean it was an inspired hire. The guy became available at the right time. You hired him. Great. That, that's great. That was a smart move. But it's not, you, you know, that doesn't change any of the other facts. And when you talk about the biblical losses comment, it wasn't just the comment that he made. It was the behavior that followed. And the behavior that followed was a team that ran scared from the pandemic losses. Instead of holding firm a little bit and, and maybe with, withstanding some losses in the short term for, if not goodwill, at least what they knew was coming on the back end. Instead, they, they were one of a handful of teams that did not look good during the pandemic for what they did to some of their employees and with the organization. Um, the, the fact that they traded away some of those guys when they did, uh, by the time that happened, uh, you can certainly make the case and probably win an argument that in most of those cases, it was the right thing to do. On the other hand, non-tendering Kyle Schwarber over $8 million, which is what his arbitration projection was. And he turns around and turns out the free agent value for him, the free market value for him was $2 million more than that. That was all about pandemic losses. That was all Agreed. about- That was a bad scared. one. And so, so, so a lot of things are, it, it, it's not just simply- it's all great or it's all terrible. So a lot of a lot of things are true at once in this scenario. Uh, now, when we talk about this right now, this is Jed's decision. And you asked me this earlier: should Rossi be fired? And my thought was it was hard. That this was a, a lot of these questions came during the season, and my my thought was it's it, the jury's still out a little bit on that because his first three seasons were all whack, right? Pandemic season pandemic hangover uh, with uh, a lot of the issues, uh, a lot of the testing issues and a lot of attendance issues still hanging there. And then they sold the team out from under him. And then you had the lockout spring and then you had a rebuild. So it wasn't until this year that you could judge him or probably Jed on their, the jobs they've done since each one took over. And 
And I told you then, if you're going to fire Rossi, you ought to fire Jay because they're in it together on this. This, in this case, I'm not sure Rossi would have been fired if Craig Castle wasn't available, similar to Rick Renneria and Joe Madden. So a little bit different circumstances prevailed. Now he's got to be right. Now this should signal, I think it does, that they're all in. And they need to win these battles now that are going to be highly charged, highly competitive, because it's a seller's market for all the reasons I outlined earlier. The Cubs have to go in and win at least. If they, if they go hard after three guys, they better win two of them. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And he was wrong on the Schwarber thing. No doubt about it. He was wrong for the biblical losses comment. But they did what was not popular among the fan base by trading Rizzo, trading Bryant, trading Baez. Those decisions came with a lot of public criticism, and he said it's the right thing for the franchise. Looking back, there is not one of those contracts they regret. Not one. That's a fact. uh, And that's where I say you can probably win an argument on that. I mean, we could debate all day long if you want on Rizzo, whether they should have brought him back, given him extra years or whatever. He's done a pretty good job to the Yankees. Um, uh, But, but yeah, uh, I could, you know, and then we could talk about how some of these played out based on where guys were. And we're not even going to talk about Chris Bryant because we knew he wasn't coming back under any circumstances and they sure, sure weren't going to give him the money that the Rockies gave him. So uh, again, you know, but, but those were, I wonder if you're giving ownership too much credit in some of that stuff, because some of those are easy decisions to make for them. They're going to save a lot of money. They already won the world series. They already made a ton of money off the world series. And they got guys on the front line bearing, the, the public scrutiny and the public criticism such as it was that came with those moves. So from an ownership standpoint, I'm not sure it was so damn courageous or brave. And, 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 and all I'm doing is, I, and that's not to criticize ownership. That's just to push back a little on what you're saying. All right. So what does this say to the rest of baseball that Steve Cohen was very interested in Craig council? That's a fact. David Stearns, his old boss is the new head of baseball ops in New York And in the end, whatever it costs, they have now spent the most money by year salary in the history of baseball on a manager. $40 million guaranteed dollars for five years. What does that say to the rest of baseball about where the Cubs are now? Exactly what we've already alluded to. They're all in. They're not a little in. They're all in. Same way they were when they went and got Lester and, and Madden in that one off season. So this isn't, and, and by the way, this isn't a next step to get competitive next year. They, they were competitive this year. They probably should have made the playoffs this year. This is about trying to win the whole damn thing next year. And with so many playoff spots in play, keep this in mind, man. They've had two full seasons with the expanded playoff field, six in each league. Three of the four World Series teams in those two years have been wild cards. Two of them were the last teams to qualify. And, and so that tells you what's in play in these weird three-game series, then five-game series, before we get into the seven-game series rounds, how volatile that is, how much opportunity there is there compared to what there has been in the past. Some people say that the top seeds should get more of an advantage, and maybe they should look at that. I don't think so. I think this is exactly what the game needs. It is so exciting. 
it is so thrilling to to go into an off uh, a, a postseason and not feel like the Braves who dominated all year long are necessarily going to win the whole thing or the Houston Astros that have been a seven straight LCSs are necessarily going to be in the World Series. And it turns out neither one was this year. I think that's great for baseball. Any number of teams can win it. And that is exactly why so many teams are trying to win next year, feel they have a chance to do something, and why the Cubs absolutely frigging positively should be all in. Okay, so now that they've made this move, he's not coming here if they said, yeah, we're in a rebuild still and we're really not going to spend. That ain't happening. Like, they're going to address their rotation, their bullpen, and I they need star power. They got a star manager. They need star power, whether that is Otani, whether that, that is Juan Soto, whether they that need a left-handed bat. They do go after Juan Soto. Go after Juan Soto. That that would be an amazing, amazing move. Will they do it? Remains to be seen. What's the price? I don't think the money obviously is a, a factor. It's how much player capital you have to give up. But I would think now with him taking this job, the rest of baseball's like the agents are going, hang on a second. I gotta call Jed. Because you're right. There's checkbooks that are going to be used at 1060 West Addison. Hey, I think it's worth noting, too, right? We, we've compared this to Madden. And at the time that Madden was hired, I think we both agreed he was probably the, the, the best manager at the right time for a team that was going to bring so many young players into the mix because that's kind of his superpower is uh, you know, transitioning young players into – big league players quickly, making them feel like they belong, uh, bringing their skill sets to the surface at the big league level quicker. Um, and so, and it worked, right? But but at the time, the $6 million a year he got, I think it was $5 million plus the, the, the uh, incentives that kicked in when he won, uh, were kind of in keeping with what the top managers were getting at the time. That's changed a lot since then. When he left, a lot of the questions about him not being brought back and being fired was that was this about money? Because they were going to turn around and and the, the managers being talked about at the time turned out to be a first year manager. We're not going to get paid even a quarter of what he got paid. And so, what, is this about money? Is this about cost? And we were told, no, it's not. Okay, that's fine. But that was the industry trend that we've seen happen ever since then. The thing about council is people recognize that even in an era when managers do less than they ever had, they're responsible for less independent decision-making than they ever have been. There are a handful that still make a difference because of the way they deal with their players. Dusty Baker's a classic example of that. Players will run through a wall for him. And that's one of the few things you can still influence as a manager. Um, The way you handle some in-game decisions, some in-game decisions, and the way you work with the front office and the way you work with the media. But, there's a few managers. Terry Francona was one, just retired. Bruce Bochy's one, just one, uh, uh, one of those. He just won a World Series. And as I said, Dusty Baker was one, just retired. Craig Council's the other one. You can count them probably on one hand. How many are that good, like stand above and can make a difference as, as one guy coming into an organization as a manager? Craig Council's one of those that you can count on one hand. That's why you make a move like this. And that's why you make sure he's got the players to work with. We've seen what he's done in Milwaukee with less. 
Now we'll see what he does with more in Chicago. I just got the release from the Cubs. They just sent this to me. Chicago Cubs today announced that the club has relieved David Ross of his managerial duties. He was the 55th manager in franchise history and managed the club for four seasons after replacing Joe Madden. Quote, today we made the difficult decision to dismiss David Ross as our major league manager, said Jed Hoyer. On behalf of the Cubs organization, we express our deep gratitude for David's contributions, both on and off the field, first as a player, then a manager. Going forward, our major league team will be managed by Craig Council. We look forward to welcoming Craig at Wrigley Field early next week. So, let's before we get out. Hey, of wait, here. wait, wait! Let me throw one more thing in on Council. So he was in he was in uh, discussions with the Mets. The Mets were interested in him, and then when the Mets filled that job early this morning uh, with Men- Mendoza, I believe they uh, it started this domino effect. And a couple of us writers were talking. Well, where do you think Council's going to go? Right. And then we saw the report. He's not going to go to Milwaukee. He's, he's going to go to another team, but not Milwaukee. And then my immediate comment was the Twins or one of the two Chicago teams. Because in part, he, he's, he lives in Milwaukee uh, from, from that area, has a daughter, I think, who's about to start at the University of Minnesota. Might have another kid there. Uh, and so he loves then, living in the suburbs of Milwaukee. Right. And so there, the reason that he talked about leaving managing at all was this this idea of spending more time with his family. So staying in the region mattered. So once once he wasn't going to be the Mets manager, this made all the sense in the world. So uh, it's definitely a two way street here, too, with, with council and, and the Cubs. It, no question about it. So before I let you go. We start to think pie in the sky, and again, they're not going to spend stupid money. Uh, you know, five hundred million. I don't see it on Otani. No, nah, they're I not do, doing Otani. I don't see that, but I do see them going to get whether it's Aaron Nola. There's two or three Japanese starters that are out there. I think it's Yamamoto was the kid who threw a hundred thirty-eight pitch complete game the other night to win. Whether it's one of those guys, whether it's Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Cade Horton's coming from their system, I think they have to go out and get a star. They have to have somebody that's on a freaking marquee who is a legitimate superstar. Whether that is Pete Alonso, although he's right-handed, whether that is Juan Soto, whether that is Shohei Otani, or is there a team out there that says you know what, we're going to take a step back for a year and we're going to trade like the Cubs traded Darvish a few years ago. We're going to move money off our books. The Cubs will be in line to take anybody. That's the thing I outlined earlier, Cap. I don't think that team exists this year for the first time in maybe two decades because there's a lot of teams that are looking at that 16 playoff field in each league and looking what the last teams that got in each of the last two years have done. And also looking at where their rosters are. A lot of teams that looked like they were rebuilding this year took steps a year ahead of schedule. Diamondbacks certainly were one of those. The Reds were one of those. The Pirates got off to – they won 20 games before anybody else in the division did, and they finished pretty strong. Pirates have reason to think that they could be in play with the right move or two and the right piece of development or two between now and then. So, I mean, that's a lot of teams. And the Cardinals have tons of resources they're about to spend on pitching. In the, in the offseason. And we know how uh, disappointed uh, they were to miss the playoffs this year. 
finished in last place, for God's sake. All the teams in the Central think they can win next year, think they can be a, a, in a playoff mix next year. And so that's just – that's an example of what's going on league-wide, MLB-wide. And so I don't know how many teams are going to look at this. Maybe they lose out – maybe some team loses out on some free agents that thinks it needed to get and reassesses by sometime in December. But barring that, I think this is going to be a free-for-all. It's going to be musical chairs like we haven't seen in a long time. And if you're going to make a trade for the bat, you're probably going to have to give up an arm, that kind of thing. And so uh, it's going to be a fascinating winter to watch. And the Cubs, Cubs should be right, like the epicenter of most of it, quite honestly, because they should be in play for all the top pitchers and any of the top left-handed bats that are available. Uh, one last thing before I ask you about Stroman, and then I'll let you go. Uh, this I just got a text from somebody at Wrigley. said, as of noon, it is now 2 o'clock we're taping this. As of noon, people in Jed's front office did not know he was going to be the, the new manager, Craig Council. said, Jed got members of the organization together to let them know, I just told David Ross he's being let go, and we are hiring Craig Council. He kept it as stealth, as quiet, as humanly possible. Crazy. Yeah, that, 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 it doesn't actually it doesn't surprise me. That makes all the sense in the world because he was in play with multiple teams. Why would you tell very many people around you that you've got this contingency plan if something falls through with, say, the Mets for counsel? Why would you tell anybody that's in play? Because all you risk is a leak if it doesn't happen. Correct. And now and, and now Rossi's twisting in the wind if that's the case. So that's the way to play it. And, and, uh, and I'll say as far as how that got handled, well done. Well done. All right. Uh, congrats, Jed. He got the media. No one knew. Good for him. Uh, here's the last thing. Marcus Stroman opts out of his deal, which was stunning to people at Wrigley, let alone the fan base. Like, I was shocked. I didn't see it coming uh, with the injury history, but. He opted out, and he even posted on Instagram and Twitter, hey, I'm out. You know, good luck. Thanks. I had a great time. On to see, excited to see what's next. What do you think happens to him, and do you think that amount of money will be like a, oh, my God, the Cubs can, Hayward's money off the books, Strowman's money off the books. Look out. Everybody's in play. Uh, so the second part first. Yep. 100%. That's the way I look at it. I mean, it, it, what it does is it doubles the Hayward money that you already had coming off of it. Just in that corner of your payroll, it doubles that sort of windfall you were getting anyway from Hayward's money falling off the books. And it's unexpected. So now, now you're talking instead of 25 million, you're talking 50 million, you know, roughly 25, roughly 50. And it, you were already going to push in with a bigger payroll budget. So that absolutely puts everybody in play, which is super important in a marketplace where the numbers probably will get inflated beyond what we think, again, because of all the demand. So, so keep your eye on that, and, and that's why they should be in play for anything they want. So, uh, so that's definitely um, important, huge. The other thing from, from Stroman's, from where Stroman sits, He's also looking at the high demand in that market. 
there aren't as many starting pitchers as there are teams that are looking for impact starting pitchers. So once the top tier begins to fall, then you're going to get he's going to start getting some interest that maybe we didn't see coming in September. And he's going to be able to say, hey, I was an all-star again. Uh, I had a weird injury that was a non-arm injury. So, you know, uh, I'm healthy. You don't have to worry about it. And whether he gets two years or five years, probably, probably something in between, he's probably going to wind up with a guarantee that's more than what he left on the table uh, had, he, had he decided to opt in. And the other thing is he reduces the risk in what would have been a final a walk year where he's coming off the injury and uh, now everything's in play, right? I mean, he, he risks either a performance dip or, or another injury, and then he's a free agent because he has to be, and he's got no leverage. So this makes a lot of sense from his standpoint too, even if it was surprising at, at first blush. Hey, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Make it while you that, can. Gordon. Yeah. We're hey, back, because, baby. We're back. Hey, just don't forget the other side of that coin with all these teams in on, in on all these players trying to win next year. That's going to make next year's pennant races, playoff races, maybe even more interesting and more hard fought than this year's work. So oh, I cannot hey. wait. I'm going to get some new Cubs gear today, this afternoon. <laughs> hey man, where are you by the way? I'm, I'm at, in Scottsdale where the GM meetings are at the Omni resort. You're at the Omni. Okay. That's what I yeah. want to know. It looks beautiful. Enjoy the warm weather. Our best to your family and to your mom. I know you've been out in Seattle some, so we'll talk later in the week as we get more news. All right. Sounds good, man. Take care. Congratulations, Cap. Thank you. Here we go. All right. That is an emergency edition of the Cubs Recap Podcast, a presentation of our YouTube channel, The Recap, and available audio only anywhere you get your favorite podcast. For Gordon at the GM meetings, I'm Cap. Cubs hired Craig Council. Take that.